Before we get into today's podcast, I just want to tell all the Canadian listeners and viewers out there about Maple Wi-Fi. Now, internet on the road, if you're living in a van or even if you're living in rural Canada, is a problem. The three big cell providers here just absolutely are so expensive and the unlimited internet they provide is absolute trash once it gets throttled. I think Canada is up there in one of the worst countries in the world for cost and and uh, data speeds. So Maple Wi-Fi is a solution that I found when I was living in my van that worked wonders. It's this little tiny device here and it holds a charge for up to 24 hours. So it's nice and portable, you can bring it with you and it doesn't require a bunch of hardware to be either be installed on your van or to be set up like Starlink does. And it doesn't have to stow away and have space to be able to be uh, stored. It's just this small, tiny little device. So I was able to actually get rid of my data plans, which worked out to about the same cost as unlimited high-speed internet. The way this works is you can connect to any network available from any provider within Canada, Rogers, Telus, Bell, Freedom, anything that's available. And so you can kind of optimize for your location and, and figure out the best speeds. And the other way that it works is Maple Wi-Fi provides a AT&T unlimited international roaming plan through this and so that is how they circumnavigate the throttling that happens for Canadian providers. So if you're interested in getting the best internet, portable internet device within Canada, I believe, you can check out the link in the description. It's an affiliate link, so we get a small cut direct from Maple Wi-Fi. It's no extra cost to you, and it goes a long way to support this show. So if you're interested, check out the link in the description. Thanks for watching and listening to this podcast, and now let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, it's Forrest, the host of the Travel for Nothing Come Home Rich podcast, and today's guest is Yo-Yo. This is a super unique story and one that I think you guys are going to absolutely love. Yo-Yo is currently hitchhiking around the world. His plan is to circumnavigate the globe without paying for transportation once. And he so far has gone from Turkey into Southeast Asia. We talk a little bit about what his journey has been like so far and some really unique interesting stories that he's had as well as some tips he has for you guys who are wanting to travel for nothing and come home rich. So without further ado, here's the podcast. Hello everyone, my name is Jojo. I'm from Germany and I'm currently on probably the biggest adventure of my life. I'm trying to hitchhike around the globe and that quite literally, I want to circumnavigate the whole planet without spending any money on transportation. So first of all, over the continent, of course, by hitchhiking uh, or walking, if there's no other way. And also I try to get over the ocean somehow for free, which is of course gonna be the biggest challenge of my travels among other great challenges. <laughs> and yeah, that I try to do either uh, with helping out on a private sailing yacht there are some opportunities, but also not that many. Or maybe working on a cargo ship, but also that's pretty, yeah, pretty difficult these days. But I think nothing is impossible. And if there's one thing 
my journey taught me up to now is that nothing is impossible. So yeah, that's basically the story of my adventure right now. And yeah, I'm excited to be on this podcast. And I'm also doing all of this very low budget. So I think, yeah, this is a pretty cool podcast to be on for me. Cool. Um, yeah. So tell me a little bit like where you are now and how you got there. So I started my adventure in Turkey because of visa timing reasons, uh, because I had to get visas for Iran and Pakistan and China. And so I started in Turkey and now I got to Laos. So I crossed half of Turkey. Then I crossed all of Iran, all of Pakistan and all of China. And now I'm in the north of Laos, arrived a couple of days ago. And so my route around the globe is from Turkey to Southeast Asia. And from there, I will try to catch a boat. And I decided to go that way because for me as a German, I, I'm really lucky. I get visa on arrival in every country in Southeast Asia. So for me, this is like a safe zone. I can travel from country to country without worrying about you know the visa time. And I have probably enough time to catch a boat or to find a boat. And then I would take a boat to any place on the American, con American continent, like South America, Central America, North America. Doesn't really matter for me, except maybe, <laughs> maybe it would be a problem with the US right now and Canada, because if you stay in, if you visit Iran as a German, you have troubles getting a visa for the US for about three years. You're like kind of banned. You have to, <laughs> yeah, you have to get interviewed a lot in the embassy if you want a visa. Right. So I would prefer to go to Central America or South America. And then of course, again, hitchhiking in these areas. And hopefully then another ship over the Atlantic back to Europe. And then I would go all the way back to the point in Turkey where my adventure started in the first place. That's a very ambitious trip. What, what made you want to do that at the first place? What kind of sparked the idea and made it, and what made you think it was realistic to do something like this? Well, <laughs> it's still kind of a project. I mean, it's so crazy. And I, I kind of fell in love with hitchhiking in the first place. And I did it in Egypt, in Peru, in many countries, basically. And it's just, I realized for me, that for me, traveling is more about the traveling itself, about the journey and not about visiting tourist attractions. For example, I, in Egypt, I visited the Great Pyramids of Giza, which is, of course, incredible. But I enjoyed a day only hitchhiking to random through random towns to a random city in the desert. It was like the best day of my whole trip. And so I realized if I have a goal while I'm traveling and if I have, if I just enjoy the ride, it gives me way more than just visiting that, 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 that place. So I figured out, yeah, let's do a crazy hitchhiking trip. And the craziest thing I could think of was hitchhiking one time around the globe. <laughs> so that's, why that's what i did and yeah it took a lot of planning also but i'm still you know it's still a project and you cannot plan most of the trip 
but so far I'm pretty happy how it went. Yeah, it's a very open-ended thing. I've done a little bit of hitchhiking myself and you can kind of have some end goals, but how you get there is definitely going to change. So I'm wondering about, you make YouTube videos and you, you post a lot to Instagram and I'm wondering if you've ever gotten any response from online or from social media about opportunities of, you know, places to stay, people that want to take you certain places. Has any of that happened yet to you? Oh, a lot, a lot. Especially from Pakistan, <laughs> which is, by the way, has become my favorite country ever. Wow. I was, you know, going into Pakistan, you know, scared a lot of people in my family. And of course, I was also, I had a lot of respect of the country. And, but it turned out to be, yeah, to become my favorite country because of three reasons. Number one is I met the most open-hearted and friendly people I've ever met. And the food is just incredible. I mean, this kind of like Indian food, it's incredible, but with a twist, oh my God, I, I miss it already here. <laughs> and then also Pakistan has incredible diversity landscape-wise. You have in the north, the most beautiful high mountains I've ever seen. I mean, there are so many 7,000 meter high and 8,000 meter high mountains. Also, of course, the second biggest mountain of the world, the K2. And then you have, of course, the beaches in Karachi. You have deserts in Baluchistan. And you have everything in between in Punjab, like tropical palm trees, mangoes. Yeah, it's incredible. I saw that you made a 30-something minute long video just about Pakistan, and I'm sure that gives people a little bit of a taste of your experience there. When I did some hitchhiking, um, I found that getting rides was obviously the best thing I could do because my bag was really, really heavy to walk with for a long time. I had, you know, drones, camera equipment, all sorts of stuff with me, uh, being a filmmaker. Um, how do you, you must be like really good at packing efficiently. Can you give me some like backpacking tips for packing and what to bring with you and all that type of stuff? I'm not a specialist on that, but what I know is that, of course, you should put the heavy items as close as possible to your back. So, you know, to your back <laughs> and also at the bottom, I think. But other than that, I just pack my backpack conveniently. Um, putting the items that I don't need that much in the bottom and everything else on top. And <laughs> then I have my laptop with me, of course. And I'm, I'm really scared always that it's going to break someday because, you know, sometimes when you're getting out of the cars and in of cars and out of trucks and in of trucks all the time and then suddenly you ride on a motorcycle, <laughs> you know, sometimes your backpack just hits things or some people they try to help you and they grab your backpack out of the car and sometimes they drop it on the ground too hard and you know with hard drives and laptops one simple hit like that could kill it so that's some challenges you don't see in my videos but they are there <laughs> right Other than that yeah just i don't know just take less things with you i think mm -hmm. i'm pretty happy with what I got in my backpack, it works out pretty good. I have like a warm jacket for warm for cold climate. 
and sweater with hoodie helps also it's way better in cold climate than just a normal hoodie with just normal sweater without hoodie and then i have only five t-shirts two long pants one jeans one jogging pants and only one one short pants so that's it what's do you think is the furthest distance that you've actually hiked in a day to get to the next spot uh, you mean hiked or hitchhiking? Like walked with your bag. Uh, walked. Yeah. Yeah, it was in China, um, out of Chengdu. That's uh, um, almost 15 million population city. That's, if you put it into context, almost twice as big as New York. So wow. I was in the center of that pretty much. And I had to go out uh, towards the highway toll station so that I thought that would be the best odds and I still was in the city, you know, but that was for me the best way. So I walked about 12 kilometers, I think. That was pretty tough and it took like the half, half of the day. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a lot. Um, so you talked a little bit about how this is kind of a budget travel trip for you. Can you give me some practical tips that you've picked up along the way or something that you implement that uh, allows you to spend less money. Uh, obviously, you don't spend any money on transportation, but what are some other ways that you've cut costs for this trip? Well, of course, uh, for me, food isn't really that, that big of uh, an expense because in most countries I visited yet, food is really reasonable, you know? Mm -hmm. And if I would go to, by the way, I try to um, spent below $15 per day. So that means in all countries, like even European countries, more expensive countries, I want to stay below that. And yeah, I would say, you know, accommodation. I have a tent with me, so I can sleep in nature for free. I would recommend couch surfing, of course. I mean, most people know about these things, but couch surfing, just have to do it. And even I, I met a lot of people who were like scared to try it, but I would say you just have to try it because it's so amazing. And once you get like the first couch surfing experience and then the second, it only keeps getting better. And especially in countries like Pakistan, Iran, it's incredible. People are crazy. They, they all want to host you basically because there are not many tourists. And yeah, I, I would recommend to do that and not that touristy places because there is kind of oversaturated and people not want to host you. And yeah, I think that's it. Or maybe also in hotels, I realized in Iran, for example, if you look in the internet, the hotel is always twice or triple the amount. That is, if you walk through the streets and you just go into the hotel and then you just ask the price and then you bargain down. It works in most countries, China, Pakistan, everywhere. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, what were you doing before this? Like, cause you, you saved up some money for this trip. Like what were you doing before you decided to go on this trip? Uh, I went on some other trips. So basically two years ago, I graduated from school in Germany. And at that time I didn't really know what to study. So I only knew my passion is photography, filmmaking, and traveling. So I went for half a year to Peru 
And since that time, I've been always constantly traveling and in between working and saving up. So the only thing that I'm doing in Germany when I'm in Germany is working and saving up all the money so I can travel again. And yeah, I worked a long time to make this trip now happen. And I hope my money will last until the end of the trip. <laughs> so why do you travel? Is it, is it for adventure? Or like, because you seem to really enjoy it, but what are the kind of biggest benefits to you actually traveling right now? Well, especially this trip right now, it completely changed basically how I view the world. And, you know, you, you experience some really crazy things, especially by hitchhiking. And that's why I love it so much because hitchhiking you get in touch with the locals so easily mm -hmm. and I don't know crazy <laughs> things happen like for example one of the most crazy experiences of my trip was when I entered from Iran into Pakistan and this region is called Baluchistan and this is a very dangerous region and I wouldn't really recommend to travel there but if you're really crazy about adventure it's the biggest adventure you can find, I think. And they are basically, there have been in the past a lot of um, killings and abductions of foreigners there, and also of the local population, because terrorists come over the border from Afghanistan into Pakistan, and there's, the security situation is really bad. And so that way you get a free police escort through the whole region. So, you drive on these pickup trucks through the desert and they are basically from time to time policemen, sometimes military, protecting you as a foreigner and it's free and it's incredible, you know, but also kind of scary. But yeah, and <laughs> it's basically you ride the whole day 17 hours from the morning until the night and it's, it's unbelievable. And you know, for me in Germany, I've never been in contact with guns before. I mean, I mean in America, it's maybe different. But for me, I, I'm a pacifist, you know, I'm against war, I'm against weapons, I'm against any kind of violence, you know, or possible violence. But and this trip changed it a little bit for me. For the first time, I felt that a gun made me feel safer. Sometimes there were two policemen protecting me with AK-47s. <laughs> Sometimes there were five and military. And I felt safer when there were five and military. So that's, that was just kind of crazy. And, but on the other hand, also, you know, of course, so many people you meet, and especially in less developed countries, like, for example, Laos now, or also Pakistan, of course, they can teach you a lot about happiness and what you really need in life. For example, yesterday, it was crazy. Right here out of my hotel, they are building another hotel and I was just walking out there to tell them I stay one more night here. 
and then they had like a goat being slaughtered there. So I just watch and then they invite me to stay and they give me some kind of cheap alcohol to try and then I stay there and they are extremely happy and this, that, this was, was a kind of special celebration for them that doesn't happen every day but you know they were extremely poor workers there that lived in like a hut, like an extremely simple hut without even walls, only a roof basically and a floor and they slept there 10 people or so it was their home and they built this hotel for five months and they were still sharing everything with me and they were so happy it's incredible you know and they were giving me some crazy food to try they are basically so resourceful they use every single part of this goat and they even cook like all the intestines, all the, it's, it's quite disgusting if you think about it. And then they also made like a salad out of the fresh blood of the goat. So they put like um, cooked, piece, <laughs> cooked pieces of meat into the, into the goat's blood and then some vegetables and some, <laughs> some spices and stuff. And then you would take a spoon and would take a piece of meat and a piece, piece of, um, yeah, like vegetables or something like that. And you would eat it. And at first I, I didn't want to try it, but then I said, damn, I have to try this once in a lifetime opportunity. <laughs> so I tried goat's blood in some kind of, oh God. <laughs> I, I mean, things can only happen to you if you travel. And those are, I think, the experience that, that change you forever. And also what I realized is I am traveling now for three months and I'm traveling not fast, I travel rather slow. But still, I have so many new experiences that I'm having a hard time to process even. And when I remember, before the trip, before the trip I worked like eight months or so straight. And I, I don't remember this time, you know? It, it, it's like this and it's gone. But now the three months, they feel like one year of experiences. So that's, yeah. I mean, I could go on for hours now. <laughs> no, that's really cool, man. I, I really enjoy hearing those stories. It's just craziness. Um, yeah, I did have, I, <laughs> I had one like a technical question for you. I'm wondering about your hitchhiking, you're getting picked up by these locals. What do you do to overcome like the language barrier that you might have in some of these countries? All right. So, you know, in Pakistan, for example, they all speak, or most of people speak English. That's very pleasant, of course. And they have sometimes specific words for hitchhiking, like the Pakistanis say lift. And it took me a while to figure out what lift means, you know, and then and I can just say lift, lift. And then I say, always before I go into the ride, I ask no money, you know, to make sure that the, the ride is free and I'm not getting a taxi because in some countries just normal cars look like some shitty ride, you know, it's suddenly a taxi or the driver decides to play taxi for a while now to make some money because he thinks I'm a tourist and I want a taxi. And so, for example, in China, I just learned the word for, for free. So that's Mian Fei. And then I typically, when a car stops, 
I asked them about the city name, you know, that's understandable if you just say the name. And then I point in the direction. <laughs> and then I say Mianfei, three. And, it, you know, then yes or no, it's easy. And then if I'm in the car, Google Translator is a big help. And yeah, offline version of that, of course. And then you have also the opportunity to have great conversations with everyone, even Chinese. And yeah, that's sometimes really interesting because people are so different. And sometimes people um, call people who know English and then they give me the phone. And so then I can talk with their son or whatever, you know, and <laughs> talk in English and they translate it. And also in China, like the craziest thing ever happened. It was like I was, I got picked up by a really rich family and they had like a huge BMW and it was so such a comfortable ride, you know. Normally, rather, rather like normal cars pick me up and rich people tend not to stop or not that often. And then they call like, he called his sister, I think. And then we talked for a while and then she told me she studied in Germany and then I said, yeah, which town? And then she said my hometown. <laughs> so in my hometown, she studied like three years ago, she left. So we could have already met in, in my hometown in Germany. How crazy is that? And then we met over the phone while hitchhiking in China. Like <laughs> the world is such a small place. It's incredible. That's really cool. That's awesome. Um, I don't, I don't have any questions left for you, but if you, if you had anything else to add, um, more stories, uh, travel tips. Um, oh, actually I did have one question. Um, do you work remotely at all while you're doing this trip? No, I don't. Uh, but I, I do some things you could consider work. Uh, I put a lot of effort in the videos I make and I edit per video about Five to eight, five to eight hours, I would say. And yeah, that's you know sometimes I'm like staying three or one week, three days or five days or seven days in one place, just editing videos. Mm -hmm. uh, but I found that it's actually really good as a balance because I realized if I only travel, travel, travel for weeks, I get tired, and you know the way I travel is extremely exhausting. It's fun and it's my dream, you know, but it's still exhausting. Like walking out of cities, hitchhiking in the bright sun and everything in between. And just also all these experiences that completely, yeah, <laughs> destroy your mind after a while because you can't process them, you have no chance. So yeah, that's a good balance because then I edit videos and after five days, I get really tired of editing videos. And then I continue to travel again. And yeah, I, of course, I would love to, you know, help uh, finance my, my endeavors with the videos. That would be, of course, a dream. But yeah, right now I'm also happy with the $1 I make per eight hours of work. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, I, I would also do it without any money that I get from the videos. But I think, you know, I think if you do something crazy like this, you kind of have to share it. And from the comments I get on the videos, I can 
really see that it's worth it even without any compensation and money because I've changed the opinions of so many people about, for example, Iran and especially Pakistan. So many people, also before I left in my family and friends, so many people that are, you know, they, they know about the world, but still there's some, you have some thoughts about Iran and Pakistan and you really have to be there and then maybe share an in-depth travel video that people see the real, the real people there and how it really is. And it's not, not just terrorists in Pakistan. Yes, it's dangerous in some areas, but it's also safe in some areas and it's great people there. Um, yeah, is there anything else you wanted to add before we sign off on the podcast? Yeah, I, I wanted to encourage each and every single person that this is maybe reaching on the planet. Uh, also, also, I, I'm, <laughs> this is kind of new, but I, I kind of got inspired to get a tattoo from my trip until now, now. And I want to get on my right here, exactly here. Uh, I want to tattoo there one letter and that's the Chinese letter, the Chinese letter for kindness, because I really fell in love with the Chinese letters. I think they are like an art form. So I want to tattoo that there to make every handshake, every interaction with another human being or being so that I always remember to share kindness and, you know, to remember if I get angry to stop and to be even then kind. And I, I want to yeah, encourage everyone to be as kind as possible to every being on the planet because every single human being matters and only together we can make this world into a better place. And I don't know, a simple act, simple act of kindness can change your whole life. And that's also what I, what I realized on this trip is that sometimes, you know, it's frustrating to hitchhike and no one picks you up, but then suddenly someone picks you up and it changes your whole day. And from a bad day, it goes into the greatest day ever, you know, for example, <laughs> one day I had a really, I don't know, pretty tough time hitchhiking. And then I got picked up by a Chinese millionaire. And then we talk, we talk, we talk. We had a really good talk in the car, like for hours. And then we come to the next city, the city he goes to. Uh, he asked like, yeah, what's your hotel? What hotel did you book? I say, I don't have a hotel. I just walk around and look for a cheap hotel. And he asked me, yeah, how much do you want to pay for a hotel? I say, maximum $10. He say, what? That's, no, 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 that's not good. <laughs> then he drives me to this really expensive, I don't know how many stars hotel. And then he just goes in there. I say, whoa, whoa, whoa it's too expensive for me because I just thought he was driving me there. And now then he puts out his credit card, pays. Suddenly I'm in the middle of a five star, or I don't know, really, really fancy hotel. And yeah, I mean, I don't mean these kinds of I don't mean these acts of kindness in particular. It can be a smile. It can be just a nice hello instead of a grumpy face. That's awesome. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. So yeah, I'm really excited. It's really That's great hearing your story. <laughs> Is your first podcast? Yeah, of course.
Cool. I, I think your podcast is very, very cool and I can't wait to see other people on the podcast. Yeah, totally. Well, um, if you ever end up on the west coast of Canada, hit me up and uh, you'll have a place to stay. <laughs> wow, sounds amazing. Yeah, I hope, I hope when I get over the Pacific. Yeah, totally. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, have a good night. Thanks so much. Have a good morning. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Thank you all so much for listening to this podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Right below me right now is also a playlist of other episodes that I've done with other digital nomads, travelers, and entrepreneurs. If you're listening to this on Spotify, please give me a follow. And if you're listening on iTunes, make sure to rate this podcast. That will help us a lot. And thank you all so much for watching and listening to the podcast.